Newly stocked on the shelves is box, is box number 512 with your host Aeon and the Lioness, Black, Black Trans Woman Excellence, and defying all life expectations. The show begins now. Hey y'all, this is Aeon and the Lioness and you're back for another episode of Box Number 512. Yeah. Um, yes, we want to thank everybody for listening to our first episode and supporting us and just make sure that you subscribe. We All of our pages are now up and active on social media, so we have a Twitter page, a Instagram page, a Facebook page. Um, we'll have a YouTube page. Uh, I don't think we won't be putting like original videos on YouTube, but what we'll try to do is try to take the episodes and upload the episodes to YouTube so you guys have another way to enjoy our show. So uh, before before we get started, what's going on, Lioness? What's your tea? You know, girl, living, loving, laughing, um, trying to keep during myself. Corona this thing. Girl, during the Corona, all in it. Um, <laughs> my, um, girl, my asthma has been flaring up lately, so that has has me nervous. Cause you know, bitch, I'm already, I already need a breathing machine at night. So then, cause, cause you know, the season, just it's just when it's really bad and the allergies. So now that we're in this time, I find myself really being like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I be trying to not panic, but girl. Cause you can't go to the hospital and they already talking about breathing machines are, 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 are difficult to come by. So I'm glad I have my nebulizer and um, that machine has kept me out of the ER. So just, you know, keeping everybody with asthma in prayer too. Cause that is some shit. Yeah. It's just really crazy right now. And I try to limit my time on social media just so I'm not like looking at the headlines and looking at, cause it can really just looking at the news and the headlines and, which celebrity is catching it and just the circumstances mm -hmm. it it can really wear on your mental health and your anxiety so i'm just trying to remain optimistic and praying that this too will pass but it's it's really it's really a crazy time but i'm just really trying to remain positive and to remain optimistic and just knowing that this won't last forever and just continuing to lift my mom up in prayer and my family up in mm -hmm. prayer everybody that has to that doesn't have the luxury to just sit home and you know wait yes. it out people that have to work in a horrible stimulus package which really doesn't give anything to the working class like i don't i don't get the stimulus package so you have to make over $75,000 in order to get a $1,200 uh, stimulus check. But most people that are working during this virus who are really impacted don't make over $75,000. So it's just, it's just really crazy, the leadership, the lack of leadership that we have. And it's just, <coughs> it's just really crazy right now. And I'm just really trying to remain positive and to see the silver lining in things. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. On a lighter note, 
on a lighter note. <laughs> on a lighter note. Oh, also, <laughs> I have a I have a correction. I said I was thirty two in our first podcast, and that was a lie. I'm thirty one. I don't know. I turned thirty two this year, so maybe that's why I thought it. But I'm definitely thirty one and ready for fun. You see and how also- a girl try to walk back her backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I am 31, <laughs> for, currently in the queendom of Chicago. But, uh, and I also want to apologize. I had a pen in my hand the first episode, so I was doing, like, a lot of clicking. So if you really, and the microphones that we're using are really clear. So when I was reviewing the shock, I just, I was like, what the hell is that clicking sound? But I was clicking, <laughs> so I really apologize for that. We will continue to grow and evolve. So the pens for this episode will be locked away. But on a lighter note, we're gonna before we go into our main out of the box topic, we're going to have a little icebreaker to try to lighten the mood. So Lioness, can you introduce the icebreaker? Sure. So I was thinking today, because we knew that we were gonna give you guys a little slight, you know, corona update. I was thinking, what would be a cute way for us to get our our, our new, newly started clientele or our, our podcast listeners to get to know a little bit about us and do something fun. And I thought, hmm, what about if we did tell us about your favorite era, what you like about it, and wh- what era do you like and why, essentially? So I think that would be a great icebreaker. So, um, Brianna, I want you to start. What is your favorite era and why? So decade-wise, I can I I will say that I have multiple favorites. So I'm definitely an old soul. I always envision myself like what it would have been like to have been a black trans woman in the seventies, or what it would have been like to have been in the eighties, or what even would it have been like to have been in the nineties. And for me, a lot of the reasons why I gravitate to those particular decades, it's really all about the music for me. It's all about mm-hmm. the music, the people, the clubs. We all know that Black trans women, beautiful Black trans women existed during those era, during those eras and time periods. But for me, it's all about the music. I just feel like the music was so much better and the clubs are so much better. And just like the stories that I, I hear from people from those different time periods, it it makes me very intrigued to really want to go back and live out those time periods as an adult. The 70s, obviously, disco and just like the, um, I don't know. I feel like men look better back in those time periods too, because it, it was like say that thing, say yeah, that it's, thing. It's yes, like, girl. You, especially in the nineties, because that's like the only reference that I could that I have because I was alive during the nineties. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the men look better. I feel like the men look better. I feel like women were prettier because, like, that really separated the beauties from the non-beauties because you really didn't need that much to really Mm -hmm. get you through. I don't know. I'm just, it's just the music. The music just, it's just the the music, the specific music that comes out of the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Like, that, that's what has me nostalgic about really wanting to like live in the period, those periods. Not so much the 60s. It's like no shade to the 60s, but 
I get very much like Motown era. And I, while I do like that music and it's a very foundational, that mm-hmm. music is not some of my favorite music. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think to your point about the men though, girl, listen, 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 listen. I, <sighs> I'm gonna let you finish your thought on yours, but I just want you to know that I can genuinely appreciate the back in the era where men had a different type of way that they expressed their masculinity that wasn't so focused on a label. Oh, girl, it just does me in every time. And so, but yeah, I, I agree about the men and how the men have evolved to, to becoming something that now I'm having to adjust my my lens about. And I, I guess that's just as society evolves in general, but just visually to my eye, ooh, it's nothing like a man from the 70s. Mm. Tight pants, open shirt, afro. Listen, chest hair and everything. Bottoms, honey. The now, the big mutton chop must I mean the big mutton chop um sideburns the the, the 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 even the body hair to me is everything to me because that was they were men men now they the ladies nice. can keep keep the jerry curls I could do without the jerry curls but it See, was, that's it when was. things started getting left because <laughs> um, then it was because it was it went from being um well I, and I respect that so then uh, on the flip side of it. So let me give mine. Are you done? Were you done with yours? Brianna? Yeah, yeah. You can go. Oh, okay. So mine was the 70s. I feel like just my spirit animal is, is 1975. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, all the way down to the way the music was, even the cultural revolution that was happening at the time, I feel like I, ha- I have a, 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 a boldness of spirit and a personality that really, really, really was. And I'm, that my, I feel like the revolutionary parts of me could have really been accepted in that time frame um even all the way down to like you say the music and the fashion like i was watching earlier today a black exploitation movie and when i tell you that was the most hilarious thing but it showed black life on many levels while it was funny and it had its problematic issues that they discussed it really really got it really really was i could tell a time when black people were determined to see different representation of themselves and they were also taking the stereotypes and turning them on their head and making social commentary out of it and so i it was just a very powerful time and so just that is just so exciting but then the men and like you said the way they pants fit girl it's just that was a blessing to the earth and i think we should go back to that i'll take tight pants if they bail out at the bottom but these skinny jeans are wearing me down or even the early 80s, the, the booty shorts with the crop tops. I'll take that as well, too. Mm. See, that's where you... See, I, the pe- but, the, the, but the pieces wore them back in the days, and it was no tea. It was no tea. See, but see, we live in the era now where the men are getting BBLs, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> girl, listen, it's 2020, darling. It's 2020, the men folks is getting BBLs and things. And so it's just like, I, I feel like that look right now would, would, would do something different because I think there was a certain amount of like day labor routines. You still had to have to pull that off. Right. <laughs> like they, they had the bodies to pull that off. Like we were less fat back then as a country. Like, <laughs> like I feel like it'll be a lot of auntie built men. Ooh, no. <laughs> 
Yes, girl. So no, girl, that's not really my tea. But yeah, and the 80s, though, I think because of, like you say, the the way I feel like our sisters in community were able to come together and like make change as a result of this virus and how it was impacting the community. Like that era was very powerful. I feel like a lot of our leaders that we stand on the backs of really, really were able to unfortunately because of the issues around the time really had to step up and really be bold in a way and risk their lives and so that era seems like it was a really great time for transformation and change not to mention i am a gaudy bitch gaudy and the fashion the 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 shoulder pads of the 80s the right the carry of it all the the brooches and 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 bangles and belts i am very that girl the big hair honey the hair. Oh, listen, I need a helmet. My favorite thing in this world when I wear my natural hair is to go get what I call the news lady helmet. Mm-hmm. Baby, listen, that quaff where it's so layered and feathered and flipped and curled, but you know that not a breeze in the world could blow that. <laughs> no, eight, no, no 80s, 80s hair is everything. It's just, it's just everything you want. It's just... Mm. The the, mm-hmm. the hair the hair was, and then the the nineties the was just the nineties to me is just like the puss of it all because it was just like mm-hmm. mm, I, I had I had nothing but good memories from my childhood in the nineties some of the some of, and I always wonder what it would have been like if I would have been an adult during the nineties but from a child's perspective I just it's just cer- certain things about the nineties that I miss so much from the music to the TV to the food. I feel like the food tasted better when I was a kid. Like everything, mm. it wasn't all of these fake preservatives. <laughs> I miss the nineties. I so yes, I miss the nineties as well. The nineties was kind of like my teenage going into like my adulthood, mm. and yes, so like I graduated from high school in two thousand and one. So I'm the technically what they call the first millennial. So I'm, I graduated. Oh, one, I turned of age, mm-hmm. um, first class of the new millennium. And I feel like I can, I'm one of those people because I was born right at that pivotal or my, I came of age in that pivotal moment. I'm still very much a nineties girl at heart because you, it takes a minute before the culture truly shifts, shifts when you're coming out of a decade like that. And I feel like I started my transition kind of like in high school on my own time, trying to do what I could to bend my parents' rules. But a lot of my influences around what beauty looked like are like 90. So I'm very much the girl that's going to give you some claws when I'm feeling fabulous. Mm-hmm. I'm very much the girl that's going to give you, uh, uh, you know, my hair and my nails and my outfit. I love cluster diamond rings. I know that's some 90 shit. Um, I love... Um, I love necklaces and love stacking bangles and necklaces. I can appreciate a door knocker. Right. I miss I miss when we used to could wear hairstyles where they could last a week, bitch, where you could tie them up. <laughs> I low key kind of miss a good French roll. Bit with the with the um the toilet seat. Uh, I mean the um toilet paper roll, honey. Did they stuff inside? With the beads on the bobby pin, the beads on the bobby pins that didn't close. (laughs) A time, a time. They don't do them like they used to. Them used to have to really. You used to have to be a creative bitch and damn near a visual artist back in the (laughs) nineties. 
I had I had so many so my mom her friend that worked at the hospital with her was also in hair school and I just had so many memories of my mom's friend coming to do her hair in the kitchen and it would be like in those like banjee cunt up styles where you had to use the wax to hold them up and she I remember I had vivid memories of her going to get her nails done at the mall every Saturday with the airbrush. Like I remember the smell of the nail salon where you could where you, like you could smell the acetone from the parking mm-hmm. lot bitch before you even got yeah. to the mall. <laughs> and and let me tell you, they don't even do nails. And his, for all of my ladies that have been getting their nails done since the 90s, because I'm one of them. Maybe my first school set was a good 99. And I want you to know right now. Them nails ain't the same. I don't give a damn what nobody trying to say. At some point, they decided, you know, these black bitches will keep coming if we make the acrylic just good enough to last, but not enough to keep her. Cause when I tell you, I could, I could keep. Yeah, it was very common back in the day for you to see a lady with her acrylic so grown out that you could kind of see. Cause, and I'm talking about with the very long nails. You could see where she needed to get a feel, but she didn't have, she made up and low on her money, but bitch, the nail could be long and it would stay on your head. Now you will be missing a whole nail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will take your whole nail off, bitch. Cause these now, they not built for a tough like they used to be. Them acrylics back in the day, ooh. I don't even know what they changed, but they did it. And, it, and, and, and nothing been the same since. And even these newer products, they're good. And now I'm not, so I don't need them to be so deftifyingly long. So I don't need all that. But baby, I miss them old back in the 90s. I miss my, some of my nail techs that passed away now. And I'm like, ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. Shout out to Vivian, bitch. Shout out to you, girl. Mm. Mm, thinking, of, thinking of all those memories, it may, it makes me feel. I feel warm inside. I feel I feel warm and tingly inside, and I I hope it's not impending illness, but I feel warm and tingly inside so right silly. now. You no, know, you have to be you have to be aware, Miss Thing. You have to be aware, honey. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> so you, I didn't discourage you, but so much, girl. I'm like, yeah, girl, stay over there with that shit. <laughs> Love you a lot but I want to live. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go into our main topic for the day, our mm-hmm. out-the-box topic. Uh, this was inspired. This is this is actually inspired. So Samaya, so Samaya, well, I'll let you um, talk about, so Samaya went on Marsha's plate. Samaya and her husband were featured guests on Marsha's plate. Uh, on the Marsha Plates podcast, shout out to Diamond Styles, um, um, me and Z. And basically, Zamaya and her husband basically detailed their love story. And part of the conversation um, that really resonated with me is when Diamond asked your husband, like, how did, how did, how did he know that he wanted to partner with a trans woman or he wanted to search with a trans woman. And if you want to get the answer, you should definitely go listen to um, that episode, Making Love Work on mm-hmm. um, Marsha's Play Podcast. But some, again, Samaya is married. I am a single woman. And as someone for me that's dating, that's looking to be partnered primarily to a Black man, uh, that's that's a question that now as somebody who's in my 30s that's a tough question that you have to ask a lot of these trans attracted men like are are you looking to 
partner with a trans woman or are you just dating a trans woman in the hopes that you'll find a cis woman to partner with and Mm -hmm. be with and kind of act like the trans attracted part of your life doesn't exist because i found that in my dating experience particularly Mm -hmm. with black cis men even if they'll acknowledge that they're they're attracted to you because of because of patriarchy and because of society and because of how all of that works Men know that there is privilege in partnering with cis women, whether they be straight men, gay men, like any kind of men. Cis men knows that they're privileged and there are there are societal rewards that comes with partnering with cis women. So oftentimes, what I found, what I have found in my dating experience is, a man will cop to being attracted to a black trans woman, or They'll entertain you. They'll even date you. But then you get to a point where you ask them, are you really looking to partner with me? Or are you just waiting your time until you find the right cis woman to come along so you can play that role and play out your fantasy? And this has been really important for me that when I'm dating men to let my... put my intentions up front, but also to really see where their head is at. So I don't waste my time because nobody likes feeling used and nobody likes feeling hurt. But Mm -hmm. the way, the way that, the way that privilege work, we, I, as a black trans woman and. um, No, go ahead. Hello. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was going to (laughs) say. Let's go back and introduce the topic. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, girl. I was, I was getting emotional. Sorry, sorry. I know. I know, <laughs> I, know I know. I know. And that's why this topic is important. Um, so one of the things that we, we, we um, talked about um, was my husband and I had talked on a podcast and we talked about our backstory. And one of the things that was important that he shared was trans at some point you have to make the administrative decision that trans, even if, it, even if it's not always going to be my default, but that I am willing to consider primarily dating a trans woman and considering trans women as a default while I'm in engagement with this woman. And what does that mean to the rest of my world, my life, my psyche, the, the environment I'm in? You have to make the commitment at a certain point to decide that trans is your default. And that's the topic today. Does trans need to be a default? Trans as a default. So we're discussing all sides of that issue. Um, What we wanna talk about today, we really wanna touch on not just really breaking down the things we do in relationship that are different or unique, but we also wanna talk about some of those deeper issues, some of those uncomfortable underlying phobias that contribute to this conversation and some of the mind games that men play right so um brianna back so brianna back to you okay so yeah yeah so we definitely want to and this is this again the point of this podcast and the point of these conversations is not a salacious um a salacious exposition of you know, how, of the specifics of how we as trans women move, but it really speaks to the larger issue of relationships, partnerships, spirituality, um, self-efficacy, 
of trans women and getting back getting back to the the point trans women trans trans women as the default it's really important or at least it's important for me to put the message out there for uh trans women specifically black trans women who are dating and wanting to partner with the black trans men to to really be intentional intentional with the guys that you're dating that if if you're dating this particular person that he should at least be considering you as a priority or as a option for a partner uh being aware of everything that comes with that because i think a lot of times or a lot of times we get so lucky or we get so happy to just have somebody and we we have to really deal with the real emotion of, well, I don't want to rock the boat because I'm scared to lose him. So I I feel something kicking in my spirit about what's going on, but I really don't want to say anything. And I feel like a lot of times, myself included, that fear allows us to get ourselves into situations where we're not interrogating feelings and then we're just going through the motions and then one day you look up and i feel it's it's always it always comes a point as a trans woman when you're dating the guy that day when Mm -hmm. the the shoe drops do you know what Mm -hmm. i'm talking about um yeah when the it all it always comes a point where you meet a guy everything is vibing he says he trans he's trans attracted and everything is going good, but then, and you're talking every day, you have access to him. And right, then right. That, it's that one day, it's that one day where don't get the good morning text, or you send him a text, and he takes a little bit too long to respond to you, or this call stop coming in. And typically, more often than not, at least from my experience, that's usually the day where the reality starts to set in for that guy like Mm -hmm. i really like this trans woman and i really like her but all of these other feelings and emotions start running in because and i'm only speaking from my experience of it i Mm -hmm. feel like guys have a difficult time reconciling how to fit this trans woman this black trans woman into their cishet life. And it's a, a lot of times it's because they really haven't done the work to really I- interrogate their own selves and to explore that for themselves. So they're not ready to have you as the Black trans woman as the default. So then right. they scare and then they just leave you high and dry. And it's a very hurtful mm-hmm. and traumatizing feeling. But me because I've been through it so many times and because I've taken the time to really like interrogate it and to really say well even before we get to that point you start to Uh you start to ask these men questions and really pry into their lives and one one thing my girlfriend one of my girlfriends always tells me when I date men is you need to always interrogate or ask because I don't want to use the word interrogate but you always need to question Uh is your life set up to date a trans woman? And I think that's a very valid question considering uh, just the stakes that we have as being trans, black trans women, living, loving, trying to find peace. 
The men that yes. court us and date us should be prepared should be prepared to not only date us but to date any trans woman and i feel like a lot of times guys are not prepared and they kind of uh in that that we kind of we as black trans women kind of bear the brunt of that so i'm gonna i'm gonna let samaya come in and interject <laughs> uh, yes i was gonna say um uh, to your point about um to your point, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm just want to process. So to your point about um, the men, I feel like we are, we live in a day and time where we have to now look at all sides of why men, because we, it's easy for a lot, it's easy for, I feel like a lot of people to say men need to be authentic in their truth. They need to accept what they like. They need to, or if they like a girl, you should obviously, if you love her, be able to just share that information and not give a fuck. However, the same society that is killing us is telling our men that to date us is to somehow lose a part of their manhood. And that is something that I feel like is not, is not understated enough in a society where a lot of black men feel like they're targeted, particularly men of color, black men, Hispanic men, they, um, um, even Muslim men, they feel targeted in their very existence when they wake up in the morning and, and they feel that there's this lack of affirmation for good examples of them as men and good things in the world. And then they live in these families where maybe they have gone to school and they they're being held in esteem in a family where a lot of people may not have gone to school or they may be in a situation where they are, they have had a life before you and they have a family and they have children. Cause that is a very reality that we don't want to face. A right. lot of the men that we engage with already come with baggage and that they, that are, that is reasonable, understandable baggage that could make it difficult to come out and be authentic. Now, the issue is, and this is where this is this is where I feel like I understand where men come from, but this is where the issue. Don't then present yourself mm. as if you are ready, willing, and able to engage in what is expected to be a balanced, healthy relationship. If you already know going in, you have things that are mitigating factors that will prevent you from truly being able to commit to this scenario because what's not fair is for then we to then beginning to engage in relationship we're together in a relationship and you now all of a sudden realize what you already knew from the beginning now it's rearing its ugly head oh shit this woman's going to be in my life she's going to be in my world Right. Will I be able to introduce her to my child? Will I be able to introduce her to my mom? Now, I've been telling this woman I love her. I've been telling this woman that I like her. I've been telling this woman that I want to get to know her, that I want her to be my girlfriend. But I never had a contingency plan because in my mind, and this is where we have to be real, a lot of men enca encapsulate us into their little private fantasy world because of the mm. taboo. And because these men are operating in taboo, they're meeting us, dating us, and having relationships. Because see, that's what the society doesn't know. They see us, and the, the, the stereotype is that we're engaging with these men transactionally, and we're breaking up homes for financial purposes. No, that most of the time, no. we are looking for love. We are actually, to be honest, a very needy people. A lot of us are very broken. A lot of us uh, desire to 
have people that can finally affirm us because we haven't been affirmed by those that they said that they love us growing up. Right. So you're not a community that's out here trying to bust homes. If anything, we're trying to create them. The problem is, is that our brokenness makes us a target for men who see that we, in our, in our desire to want to be needed and cared and adored for, can sometimes tolerate a little more. Mm. Uh, come on. Because see, the reality of it is, is that a reason why a lot of men are able to do all women the way that they are is because we are tolerating behaviors because we give manhood an excuse. Right. Now, I understand the circumstances of men and all the things that they go through as far as I understand that to, to, to bring anyone into your life is a thing, but to bring someone into your life that could potentially shake it up is a thing. But here's the thing. That ain't her problem. It's yours. Right. You knew going in, you shouldn't make her feel a way and she shouldn't feel like she should tolerate somebody that has to wall her off in that way. You have to get to the place where you decide trans is my default for right now. And that default means that the people around me need to be prepared for the arrival of this queen that I'm inviting into my life. And that the, if the table is not set, what you're doing is you're setting her up to be in a situation where it's violent for everyone involved. You have to have already worked through the realities of what, you, what it means for you to be a black trans amorous man. And I want to talk about that too. I want to use, I want to break down this two terminology in this sentence because I feel like it's relevant. So well, well, let's, break, let's break it down. To be trans attractive means that, and this is, we need to be real. 98% of heterosexual men can be trans attractive. I said, let me say that again. 98% of heterosexual men can be trans attractive. That can be a soundbite if you want to take it can be do you know why i say that because we are very beautiful women now whether you like us love us hate us you can't deny us that we're beautiful we're beautiful and our femininity is very very studied and it is very very efficient we've learned because of a strategy of survival because if i did were to come out the house looking raggedy i'd be called a man so I have to present myself in a certain way, and that is in a very, that tends to be a very put together way. Now, add on to that, that factor, the fact that I am very sexual in, my, in the way I carry myself, and we're beautiful people, you can't deny us that. My point there is, uh, trans attraction is different than being trans amorous. Mm -hmm. When you're trans amorous, you're saying, I am making the commitment in my mind, in my heart, in my soul that I could date one of these ladies. Matter of fact, I could love one. Matter of fact, I do love one or I could love one. That's what you're saying when you're saying you're trans amorous. You're taking it to the next step to say, I want this woman on my arm and I don't care what people think. The two things are separate. And a lot of times, even in community, we got to remember to look at men for what they are telling you. They will tell you if you listen. Trans attracted men will look at you and say, I think you're very, very beautiful. I think you're very, very pretty. You're not, but you will start to hear things that will let you know that they don't prefer trans women. You will start right. to hear things. Give me, so Brianna, we were talking about that conversation. I want you to come back in here too. So on this point, 
What are some of the ways that men play the mind games with the girls that should be red flags that are things that we should think of? So that's my question to you. What are some things from being you being single, you being dating for, for, for a while? I haven't been dating for 10 years now, so I'm not in the game. For you being the single woman on the podcast, what are some of the things that you've experienced in dating these, these men out in these streets that may have been trying to run game or trying to play this like, in making playing against your inferiority complex or trying to create one in you well really it goes back it goes back to just what you said you have to listen a lot of times these and i'm gonna say niggas because i date black these niggas they will t- they will tell you who they are up front so it go it go it's it's little things just like uh i'll treat you just like any other woman which to me is very triggering only because what does that I, mean? Are you? I'm about to say, are you key, are you king on the mic, bitch? No, <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me, that's very triggering. Because yes, while I am a woman, I am a trans woman, and that that my walk is different. That colors my life. And if you choose to be with me, and you choose to partner with me, it will unadapt. It will eventually impact your life because you're purposely choosing to be with me. And when you, to me, when you say that, it makes me feel as if you kind of want to ignore or erase my transness in order to make you feel comfortable. Because eventually, if we're together, something about me being trans is going to be a complication in our life. And for me, I have to know that you are not only aware of it, but you have the tools to deal with that. But a lot of times, cis het men want to fall back into their cishet privilege or you passing and attempts to really not deal with the fact that you are trans or they like trans women so for me that's usually like a first and i know for a lot because we have a lot of internalized transphobia as trans women when you have no experience when you have no experience somebody just affirming you being this binary woman it's like validating it's like oh i'm really the cunt so i'm really the fish and he really sees me or i'm not like those other girls but for me as somebody that has been through this in this season i'm like hmm, i don't know if that if he's ready for the type of relationship that i'm ready for so usually that's the that's to me that's the first sign um two Cause now I'm at a level professionally where I'm meeting, like, so I'm no longer, I no longer am relegated to just like the hood boy or the, the hood dude. Like I'm meeting and I'm dating more professional game. But the problem with that is they think that they're more slicker with their game. So I'll meet men that'll take me out and date me and will be seen with me in public. And because we as trans women are not really used to that, when a guy comes along and he winds you and die you, at first glance or to the naked eye, it seems like he's down or he gets it. But if he's not really taking any steps to like really integrate you into his life, that's usually Ooh. like another red flag for me. Because one of like the hallmarks of being in a relationship with somebody um, is like, okay, if you like me and I'm important to you, I should start to come around. I should start to meet the people in your life your you know your mom or your dad or even if we're not that deep in dating at least your friends Mm -hmm. so the fact that you want to keep 
like you spoke to earlier, you want to keep this part of your life secret or keep it compartmentalized. That's usually a red flag with me that you haven't done the work or you're not ready to do the work. And if I ask the question, because with me, because I know what I want, the question is going to come. And if you're not ready to answer that question, I'm not even going to waste my time because I'm just at a point where I don't have time to do the back and forth uh, with somebody that hasn't accepted their own sexuality. Not, there's nothing wrong with my sexuality. It's you. But because of your privilege and because most men really don't, the bar is set really low for most cis men, they don't, they don't, they're not really taking the test for um, not really questioning and affirming affirming the things that makes them different or the things that makes them unique so they can just skate by. Mm -hmm. But for me, if you want to be in a relationship with Aeon or you want to court Aeon, these are the things that you have to do. But for me, the two, the two biggest things is the language Mm -hmm. and how a man talks about my transness or talks about their trans attraction. Mm -hmm. And two is their actions to uh, failing to integrate me into the life or failing to take the, regular steps to progress a relationship forward because i'm at a point where i don't want to do the secret relationship or the that that really serves me no purpose but i'll let you get back in if you want to add something yes 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 um i was gonna say i want to i want to acknowledge also that i think a lot of times the signs that someone is not inculcating you into their life are subtle. Mm. I don't think, so very rarely, so let's say you're dating a guy and y'all are vibing and the first date has turned into the second date. The second date, oh, then the third date. By now y'all have probably had sex, you're vibing with him, the sex was good. So now that steps it up another level. So now you're, you're getting, you're being intimate with this person and then you start like what she was saying earlier you start feeling the withdrawal right so in that process a lot of times what men will do they will begin to realize oh shit oh shit i like her oh shit i got comfortable with her and maybe somebody saw me with her oh shit what if, what if I have to tell my mama? What if I have to tell? So I want to acknowledge that in that moment, I think us women, we have to have been already off the rip when we see men begin to pull away. This is where you don't, you, you actually confront the thing head on. Mm, I think yes. part of the issues that a part of the issue is, is that you don't want to fuck up the mojo because you're having a good time and yeah, it's beginning to pull away, but it's not enough that you could be really mad, but you don't really want to confront it. And this is the thing before it even got to him withdrawing, this is where you can't get so comfortable in you feeling fish and being in the moment because he's, he's giving you, you're different than the rest of them, or he's giving you, oh, I don't even see you as trans. I don't even see you like that. Like be mindful of those type of men too, because what they're actually telling you is, is I love you in spite of who you are instead of because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And you don't want anyone that sees who you are as an in spite of. That's in general. That's, that's, a, that's just a proverb to add into your Rolodex of things to remember for life. You, no, make, no one should ever love you in spite of who you are. They should love you because of who you are. 
And so in this analogy, these men sometimes will put you in a paradigm where you are being in a situation where they're telling you in advance, I, I like you because you're different. I like you because you're not like the rest of them. I like you because it's like saying, I like you because you're a smart nigga. I like you because you, you went to college. It's like saying, I like you because you're slim. I like you because it's, it's so super, superficial and surface, but it sounds like a compliment because at the end of the day, it's a fine man, somebody that you love, someone that you've now had good sex with and, you in, and that has taken you in public. And he's now giving you signals that he doesn't necessarily see you for who you are. Now, fast forward, now he's pulling away. What do you do? I think you should confront it right then head on. But I also think you should already prepare yourself for the reality that there is a chance that his pulling away might mean, and it's a good chance that it does mean, he has not fully processed what it means to be with you. And this will come to an end. And also, you, I think you also have to be prepared that the way we're working it down, a lot of these men are not even going to have the language to even give you a basic explanation. A lot of them are not going to, it's not going to be this eloquent, as a lot of them are just not going to know why. And they'll try to flip it on you to make it like it's your fault for not understanding them or giving them enough time. I think the mm -hmm. beauty of this podcast and the beauty of this conversation is because we have went through this or I still go through this, we're, we'll be able to be the explanation that a lot of times you never get from these men uh, because, they don't, exactly. because they don't have to check their privilege. They don't have mm -hmm. to because there's so many options out there for them. And it's like, well... Yes. If she's not going to do it, somebody else is going, you know, is going to lay down. Mm -hmm. And I want to take it a, a, a step deeper to say, you have an onus to protect your, protect your neck. Right. <laughs> right. And when you have an onus to protect your neck. And when I say that, I mean it because I feel like we will sometimes knowingly enter situations in ambigu ambiguity. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. He's not giving you any definitions. There's no, nothing defined. He calls you when he calls you. So there's no real definitions. Mm -hmm. Well, relationships are contracts that are negotiated and renegotiated over and over again. So if you want him to call you every day, you should probably say, hey, babe, I want to at least check in once a day with you if that's not an issue. If he can agree to that and consent to it, then fine. So then now you have a barometer for where to be measured. So you don't come off like you crazy because he had a busy day. Because you already know that if, if in the event he doesn't text you or whatever. But here's the reality. The reality of it is, is shit happens, life happens. You have to have already have had the conversation with him in the beginning where you knew already that he said, how did you... So how would you feel if, you know, I met where to meet your family? And if he says, I've never done that before, already red flags. And that's not a deal breaker, but it should be red flags already coming up. Because what you're now doing is you're, you're imbuing something deeper on what can't be deeper because he hasn't even done the work without you to process how it could be deeper. And I'm not, and I'm being real with you. I had, did not have success in relationships until I accepted that I could not date men that would hit me with the, I've never done this before. No. Now, no. some of y'all really, some of y'all really are going to be mad at me for saying that. 
And I think I know what you're going to say, sis. And I think this could be another conversation. Say it, girl. About the being quick to paint the man with the tranny chaser brush. Is that is because, that is that the direction yes. we're going? That will yes, definitely because, be another conversation. But I, I felt but no, 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 no I wasn't was, going fully there. I wasn't oh, going fully there. I was going to okay. just touch on. I was just going to touch on the idea that we have to start changing the way we look at. Because if you want them to be your default, then why would you judge them for that? And right. then, so then, what is their benefit if you're going to now look down on them because they've dated someone else? Like, what is their benefit in loving you if they afraid that it's going to, if this doesn't work, no other trans woman will because y'all don't date girl guys that date girls. So then what are they going to do? They're going to lie. They're going to just go to you and say they've never done it. And the cycle continues. Right. And I want you to know, everyone out there, we are trying to promote light. And I'm just putting light on this situation. I'm not putting men on blast. That's not a judgment. I understand why you have to move how you move because we live in a world, the same world that's killing us is telling them that we are worthy of death and by being affiliated, they are too. So let me be clear. We have to change a lot about the world and we can't put it on our men folk. Cause I, I, will, I will say this, loving a black man allows me to be able to speak from a place of security and saying that all of them ain't bad that all of them not trying to take advantage of you, that there are a lot of them that are doing the work, that are evolved. They just don't know how to connect with you the same way you don't know how to connect with them. And dot, 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 a lot of us want things that we don't represent. If you yourself are still dealing with a substance abuse issue. Oh. Okay. If you yourself... I didn't know we were going here, but I'm going all the way there because that's important. <laughs> if you yourself are lacking the ability to love yourself, if you can literally look in the mirror and say, I don't know if I like myself, then why would anyone else like you? I'm just being real. So you have to do the work first to come to a relationship whole so that we are not taking men that could be good men and fucking them over because that also happened True, so happen. we are very traumatized as a community because we've been impacted by a lot of things however we have a responsibility to treat other people the way we want to be treated and i can say with my own two eyes in conversations with people that i love i have seen my my sisters do things that were not the most responsible if they were in a relationship and I'm saying that we all have to be accountable for the way we show up to the space and what we expect. Because the deeper thing is, the internalized transphobia we talked about earlier means that a lot of us don't truly love ourselves because right. we're resentful of the fact that we don't see, we're resentful that we're not real women. I can't tell you how many threads I see online that I, where I will see some trans women literally, and it's not a bad thing, I feel that sometimes too. The lament that you were born and you have to live in this way that is very difficult. But if you haven't gotten to a place of peace in your identity, if you're still ashamed of it, if you think something- Or if you don't see the blessing, it, you don't see the blessing in it. That part, if you haven't been able to see the glory in being a unicorn, you will always, always, always not be living to your potential because in order to truly shine and use the powers of a unicorn, you have to first acknowledge yourself as one. And so then if you want somebody to love you, they can't love brokenness. 
you have to be whole. I'm sorry. Now go ahead. And then we're not saying that once you get to the, like, like for me, now that I've gotten to this place of enlightenment, it's not that, oh, that all the men that are going to come after are going to just be th- these whole men and ready to accept me and ready to date. I don't know. People are, <laughs> people are human. People are going through stuff and you meet people where they're at. I'm just saying that once you do the work, when you do come across these men that, and for me, a lot of these a lot of these men are copies of other men that I've dated in my past. That's the beauty of being in my 30s now. Now I'm starting to talk see about that repetition of stuff I went through through or different people that I came across in my 20s. So it's just like, okay, this is happening again. Now that I know better, I can make different decisions or I can I can handle you accordingly. I had the conversation. Maybe part yeah. of passing the test is identifying that you're taking one, isn't that it? Right. So now it's like, okay, I, I, I see this, I see, I see it, I smelt it on you before you came into my presence. So I'm mm. just going to handle it accordingly. And I'm not saying cut the guy off completely, Miss Thing, because if you can get a couple of free meals out of a nigga, or you can get, you know, some, like, I'm not saying cut them off, it's handle it accordingly. Every, you know, some guys are just not relationship material. It doesn't mean you can't handle them around for other purposes, but don't, put this expectation on them when they really, the expectation of being a man or being a boyfriend or being a partner, when they they haven't done the work and they engage in actions and they tell you stuff to communicate that they haven't done the work. So now mm-hmm. it, it just it just makes it easier for me to accept people as they are and to move accordingly and also to continue to love myself and only share that space or share that energy with people that are able to reciprocate that back to me. Now, let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen of the world. I'm not saying go out there and have. Go out there, you have sex, be merry, enjoy, you romanticize, have flings, have things. I, I, I believe, I'm not approved. I, I, I believe in the power of having a good fling. Oh, and those conversations will be coming soon. <laughs> yes, I believe in the power of having a good fling. And I, be, I feel like things should have, a, I feel like every relationship doesn't have to be forever. Some can have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can already know that going in. And I don't think, and I think having healthy boundaries like that uh, will allow you to be not so affected by everybody that's nice to you. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. you can say, oh, he's nice to me, but I already know that there's a barrier to where I can be in his life. So let me not even get in my feel box. And if that's okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let me get this dick. Let me get this money. Let me spend this time. Let me enjoy him. But just be aware. You are committing yourself to something that you already know in advance is not going to manifest the way you want it to because he has not accepted or nor has he tried to, 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 to set the stage a safe haven for you. You should want to be in a relationship where you feel secure, which means they, that, that they're not going to put you in situations that make you feel insecure. So that means even if these are new people that are meeting you, they already should have a level of respect for him that, that, that no one makes you feel away. And if you are dealing with a man that is that nervous that other people in his life won't respect him, then that already says about how he's respected in his life already before you. And let's say that. Don't let people push their isms and schisms and issues onto you. Sometimes these men will come to us. Let me just say this also. 
this is another mind game because they are aware that through some of the choices that they've made, some of the, or some of the life circumstances that have happened to them, or because of their level of attractiveness, they have, they are aware that they are not a catch. And what they will do is see these beautiful sparkly creatures in the, in the mist, sparkling around, looking beautiful, more beautiful than anything that they see that, they, that ever, ever comes near them. But those sparkly creatures there are pushed to the fringe and they're not allowed to truly, but you see how beautiful they are. They will come and take advantage of the fact that we are pushed to the fringe and try to make us feel a way. When you, sir, don't have a pot, a window, a dollar, or a benefit for you to be having that kind of attitude with me, nor are you that attractive, nor do you have, have anything going for you. But the reality of it is, is that just like in the world where you see insecure, the insecure and the inferior will try to impart their damage and their damage onto other people, we will attract men. And this is, what the, this is why a lot of us are so fed up and upset. We will attract men who a lot of times are dealing with a brokenness that they think that we mirror and they see their brokenness in us and you will link up with a man based on what is actually not something you want to link up on. How many of our relationships are so extra deep and extra close and extra toxic because we really low-key linked up on maybe like we have a similar way that we process emotion or maybe we were going through something at the same time or maybe we have the same like flaws and not like you have to really uh, be aware that everything you bring to the table affects how you show up in the space and i just want to say we have to be aware in advance that a lot of men that are coming to us sometimes are literally men that have been pushed to the fringe and let's, let's talk about that. The, the, the dating pool is hard for all black women, but you can only imagine the dating pool for women that are in society pushed to the fringe. So that means these men are having to give up a lot of privilege to want to date us and to be with us. Sometimes these men didn't have privilege to begin with. And those are sometimes the men that will, use, that will take the most advantage of us. Because while we look like we don't have privilege, bitch, we're talented as fuck, we're beautiful as fuck, and we have power and we make things happen and we're hustlers. And sometimes these, these men that, are, that don't have, that don't have a lot of privilege and they're pushed to the fringe and they're broken and they're bitter, they will take advantage of a hustling woman, a hustling trans woman, and we will be taken down. And that's something we need to discuss too. While we're checking them for the default, any man should not just be your default. I just want people to remember, you have to remember that some of these men are on the fringe and they're coming into the situation, seeing that we are vulnerable and they're taking advantage of our vulnerability. Meanwhile, we're actually hustlers and we're talented and we have all these skills. And sometimes we forget that and allow people who are going through a similar circumstance to take advantage of our gift and our anointing. The, the, that, that, yeah, that's true. That, that's true. And well, like I said before, it, do, it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come over like you just don't wake up and and it it it's trial tribulation it's trial by fire, but like I said, the more you start to see it again, the more you can say, okay, I I see what. Not only do I see what this is going on, I'm feeling the energy, I'm feeling the the vibe. Really, I'm feeling the spirit of hesitation on your part. 
So I'm going to handle it accordingly. Because sometimes right. these men will come and it'll be a sp- and because we as trans women don't acknowledge the fullness of who we are and what we are, we forget that we we forget we forget to tap into our spirit and to tap into our power. And that's how a lot of times we end up in these situations where we're getting taken advantage of or we're being put in danger. Like we 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 were chosen by God to have this life experience for a reason. Like the spirit of discernment and all of that. A lot of times these men will come in your life and before they even open your mouth, you feel a spirit, you feel an energy that something's not right. Mm-hmm. you will fail it so what i'm saying is be aware be be aware of what the uh what these men's intentions are because trust and believe they have an intention for you and whether you know it or not they're going to take you there so what i'm saying is you need to be aware of what his intentions are just so you can move accordingly so you can be safe out here so you and can also be-, be aware of lack of intent. That's also a sign. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's often the first indicator is the fact that they don't, there is no lack of intent. Y'all aren't talking about anything that is really related to his real life. Everything sounds great, but there's no intention for you, intention about future or nothing. It's just like, okay, what are we doing? And sometimes it doesn't mean that something is bad for you to realize that it's not going to be long term, you know? All right. Like it can, he could just not have intentions, even if it's not bad intentions. So, I think so. How so? How do you want to? How do you want to end this off? What type? What kind of jewels do you want to leave for our our listeners and our um, people who are dealing with this right now? This is a complicated conversation. Right. It's a conversation that I think. Um, no two people in a girlfriend situation like this could truly unpack. Mm-hmm. I want to leave people with the idea that these are just opinions and that a lot of this is just us shooting the shit. Neither one of us are experts on the matter. No. Neither one of us really, really are deeply invested in any either side of anything that we say. I think one of the things we have to remember in society is people have a right to their opinion. And I know that in this conversation, there may have been at least one or two people that may have been hit. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that you, that if you are hit badly enough, that it, that it discolors you or whatever, you are feel free to unsubscribe. However, I want you to know that we are good people and we just having a conversation and we mean no harm. Um, and I want to put that out there, but I also want to tell everybody to remember to just have good conversations. It doesn't have to be like the world needs to have this sit down where we're going back and forth. It just means when you smoking the blunt with the niggas, just talk to him about dreams and goals and talk to him about his mama and his life and talk, get, become a part of his day-to-day life you know, and, and insist that he, he, he offer that space for you if that's what you want. Now, if, be, a, be aware though, that just because a man is good to you doesn't mean he's good for you, doesn't mean that it's going to be long-term. And for men, just because you feel angst 
doesn't mean you can't be honest about it because she'll have more respect if you say it because then y'all can process through it together and she might could go on that faith walk with you if you're open and communicating about how the barriers need to be taken down and what you need to address. So I do want to give that tool for men. There is a way in which you can still get to know a woman and still have to unpack that part of your life as you get to know her. Because sometimes we don't control who we walk up on and who, right. who you fall in love. So I'm not trying to say like, it's gotta be no strategy, but communication is key. Both of you should be having conversations to ascertain whether or not this is what you want. And when you decide what you want, communicate to the woman. Don't pull away and reject her and try to find another girl till you fall in love with her. Actually, or just speak, or just speak through that. Or just speak through that uncomfortability. Like life is about yes. struggle, trial, and tribulation. That's not the time mm-hmm. when you pull away. That's when you say, "Hey, I'm really struggling this," or "Hey, I can't be present today because this is what is going on." And that's something that I am learning as I get older. That like when something becomes uncomfortable or something becomes shaky, that's not the time that you pull away. You ha- you kind of have to talk through those emotions oh, yeah. you got to you got you can't mm-hmm. you can't leave um folks hanging i'm sorry i interrupted but i just no, no 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 that was the spirit and it was meant to intervene girl that was sickening because that's a that is a great point like also be present with the uncomfortableness like i feel like we're so busy trying to not hurt feelings you'll hear a lot of times guys say oh why did you stop calling me and i've had guys you know where they disappear and they come back and they're like, oh, I had a lot going on. And why didn't you tell me? Or why did you talk to me? And the first thing they say is, well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Or I didn't want to, like, I wanted to, I want us all to be responsible adults. And you are responsible to communicate how you feel and what you think and what you need. And you're responsible to treat other adults the way you want to be treated. So we need to stop the, the days of making excuses for why we're not openly communicating. Because that's ultimately what transit default is all about. You communicating with yourself, the honesty of your truth, and then communicating with people around you who say that they love you, that they don't have an option to mistreat anyone you might date. And And on the flip side, the women need to remember, I'm sorry, and then I'll let you speak to Brianna. The women need to also remember on our side of it, um, we need to remember to always communicate what we need and be open and honest about our truth and be unwavering, be bold, and don't let anyone make you feel inferior. Go ahead, Brianna. No, I was going to say, it's been so many times where I've dated guys and I could sense that that the trans thing was being an issue, but I would have mm. respe- respected them so much or it could have been a situation where we could have taken a pause. Mm-hmm. They would have just said, hey, this is too much for me, or hey, this is new for me. But instead of them doing that, they pull away and then, or they just ghosted me. And then that triggered abandonment issues in me because of, you know, my makeup. And a lot of times it just destroyed the relationship or friendship altogether where it's just like, well, I didn't want to see, I don't want to see you anymore. Instead of us, working through it or you just being real with me and then I could have just put my feelings on pause and let you do you instead of me feeling like oh well I have to you know just act like you didn't don't exist because I'm hurt so right, right, right. I wish somebody could have even with me like feeling the emotions of like falling for somebody it would it would have preserved it in the long run 
if a man that was courting me would have been real like that, it would have preserved the relationship in the long run. And the respect, I imagine. Right. Like, because at the end of the day, you show me, you teach me how to treat you and I teach you how to treat me. And if you don't, that is a basic human level of respect. If you don't even respect me enough to tell me why you're not going to stop talking to me, then you don't deserve the respect of me really, really investing the time back into you that way. Because you just showed me, I don't give a F about you. And I, I, and I think that we have to remember that, that I, in your hesitance, in that spirit of hesitancy, you remember that you're dealing with a human being and their feelings and their heart. Because that spirit of hesitancy will cause you to really, really damage somebody and add another thing to their heart of, of heartaches because you are playing games because of your hesitancy. And they're not responsible to be okay with that. That's what we need to communicate. Like, we live in a world where you have to own your shit and hold it. You are responsible for your hesitancy. I am living out free. My mama know, my daddy know, everyone in my life has, is okay with who I am. I have paid the cost to be this woman though. I lost a lot of people, a lot of things. And to this day, I have relationships that are irreparably damaged because I made this decision. And I want you to know I don't regret a fucking moment of it, but I paid the cost to be this woman. And if a man wants to enter into your life because of the cost that you paid to be the woman you are, ladies, you got to remember that you cannot let him make you feel insecure because he's now experiencing his own transition. He got to go through his own transition. And just like with us, sometimes in the beginning, that's selfish. And sometimes when men go through transitions, they, the people that were around them at the beginning, they there at the end, just like how when we started ours, the people in the beginning weren't there at the end. So always remember, always remember that you are required to own your shit and he have to own his but if you don't pay the cost to be this bitch then don't let anybody in this universe make you feel like you have to accept them going through this hard process if you choose to fine if you choose to fine but don't let anybody make you feel like you have to go through this process of you proving that you're okay to the people that love them. Because let me tell you something, baby. If he thought you were enough and they love him, then they should respect you. That should be enough. You shouldn't have to go out of your way to try to meet some standard before you can meet his mama or family. Because that's the bullshit that plays into your psyche and diminishes your life. You were fine before you met him. And you are worthy to meet anyone or be in his life in any capacity as you are, if he can lay down with you and call you his woman, he can take you anywhere. And if he can't, then that is a red flag. Yes. And a lot of us are beautiful. We are smart. We are educated. We can take care of ourselves. We have purpose. We have intention. So if a guy that you're, because a lot of the excuses, well, I don't know how to explain this to my family. If you can't explain the fullness of who I am and everything I represent, if you can't explain that to folks and I'm supposed to be the woman in your life, then you really don't know me mm. or you really haven't been paying attention to me. Mm. That's a, Oh, that's another red flag. I'm, I'm sorry to be jumping all over the place, especially with me. If a man has really not taken <coughs> the time to research who I am and what I represent and part of the move, like the movement I'm a part of, that sets off a red flag to me because if you really know and appreciate what I represent, then there's no way that you would subject me to some of the things that you subject me would try to subject me to. How am I supposed to rep um, represent um, revolution and 
light and authenticity and advocating for the rights of trans people when I have somebody in my private life that is not on that same level or that's trying to invalidate all of those and validate me privately on all of the things I stand for publicly. And you be, you actually be mm. shocked how a lot of these guys really don't even take the time to research who you are to find out what you're about. That's, that's also, and, and it's not about ego or me feeling like I'm all of that. It's the fact that we like each other. We could possibly be on a path to relate, be in a relationship, but you're, you're not even aware of my purpose and you're not even trying to see if my purpose would align with your purpose. That's a huge red flag for me because my work is very important to me. The trans community, black trans folks are very important to me and any man that comes into my life, I don't want to have to hide my man from community. And I also don't want to be in a relationship with a man that only accepts me, but doesn't fuck with the community that I'm a part of. I think you need to say that with your whole chest, sis, because that is a deeper issue. That is another thing to look out for. If you are dating someone that looks you in your face and tells you that he thinks he's too straight to be around your friends, that he's too straight to be around your loved ones that are LGBT or to be in the community that you are a part of in any capacity, then what he's telling you is, he is too straight to really be affiliated with you. And you need to receive it as what it is. He is somehow not seeing you fully as a woman because there is absolutely no straight straight man out there that's telling their cis woman, wife or girlfriend, you can't have a gay friend. They're not telling them that. You know why they're not telling them that? Because they're not threatened by the idea of their man being with a gay man because why? They see their women as women. So if you're with a woman, with a man that feels that he's too straight to be in your world or in your community, or he can't be invested or involved in the things that support your life or the thing, or he's not concerned about the issues that affect you, if a lot of y'all have husbands that don't even talk about the fact that they were a trans woman ever on the, but my, meanwhile, and I'm not saying it has to happen that way because everybody has their own choices, but it is something to say that there are not a lot of men that date the girls that participate in the men's groups that support the trans trans amorous men. That, now that you know the term, look that up online. Y'all should be looking that up. If you're a trans amorous man listening, you should be looking up, um, you should be looking up ways in which you can engage with other men that are going through what you're going through because I assure you, you're not alone. I assure you there's a very active community and you should try to connect with that because I feel like another part that we don't talk about is, is how do we, these men find the tools to then do that? Where you do the work is with, the, with your brothers. It's with trans amorous men that have, are active and engaged and that are online in certain communities that you can find. Um, um, but those are the places where you actually do the work of trying to process in, in investing in a trans woman and having her in your life. You then approach her once you have worked through what that looks like. You, then you approach or you tell the woman that you are engaging with, and now I'm ready to engage in a deeper level. But if you're open in advance with her and say, hey, look, this is what I'm going through, but I'm working on it, then maybe she'll go through it. But you got to have that conversation and you should seek the resources that are available. Because I, I want to acknowledge that a lot of it is, is that people don't have the tools. 
Right. And uh, that that what I just said, it just it just triggered me. That's why this convert that's why this conversation is so important to really take the time to see that a, a cis man is ready to be with a trans woman because when we're when we're going through the weight of the world, we need that support. We know we need somebody that knows our unique walk and that's ready to stand with us. Cause that's what, that's what, or at least that's what's important to me in a relationship that mm-hmm. you know my unique walk and you're ready to stand with me. So I won't have to be by myself in a relationship or in a partnership. Like I want you to know, I want you to be, I want you to come with your eyes fully open and being aware what it takes to support me. And you can't support me when, when you can't support me and be ashamed of me, R- really be ashamed of yourself at the same time. It just, it's just, it's, it's not the ingredients for a healthy, successful relationship. It's just not in my opinion. So you can't, yes. you can't, you can't, you can't hate yourself and claim that you like me and love me at the same time. It just, it just, it's it just, it's not logical and it's just not. It's not work, and we deserve more than that. We need more. We need more than that. We've been holding it. We've been we've been doing the labor. We've been doing the emotional labor of healing y'all for y'all to leave us alone and go be happy with cis women, knowing that y'all really don't want to be with cis women. But it's easier to do it in society because it's more rewards for partnering with a cis woman. Um, it's more rewards, definitely. Um, and it's just, we have to also, and I'm, I want to say this too, because this is a part of of it. And, 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 and I don't know how to, this is the one thing I'm not able to reconcile. And I'm aware that this is something that does play into that as a factor. So there are men, right? That are very attracted to trans women would like to get to know trans women and I'm telling you because I know this and I know this to be so but they find themselves in a situation where they're dealing with a community that may not necessarily have the emotional availability because they're in a a stressful situation to be able to really be in a long-term relationship because a lot of guys i'm hearing are saying things like well i'm i'm trying to get to know trans women a lot of them are engaging in let's say you know survival sex work or sex you know of being or sex workers girl girl, I, i know where you're going i've heard this conversation but yeah, but I, I feel like we, we're in a day where if if, if we as trans well, women have to, I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you finish. Let go me ahead. finish sharing it, yeah, yeah so then ahead. people know what I'm saying. Um, so then what, how do we, how do we accept the reality that there's a, there's a bit of remediation that must have happened. There's a lot of development that must happen because a lot of us, we weren't given the opportunity to fully mature in a way that I think we assume because you can be a 35 year old woman 
but you necessarily may not have been a woman for all 35 of those years. So there are parts of our development that have to get rushed and there are parts that never fully develop sometimes until you're in situations that allow them to be fully matured. So if you've only done certain things there's certain parts of you being a woman that you've never really had to navigate. So I'm, my point in saying that is, is that there are some men that are now saying, I like trans women. They, they've seen polls. They realize that there's a deeper life to this. There's a deepness to us. There's a richness. They're interested in trying to get to know us on a deeper level. And then when they go to attempt, they're faced with the reality that a lot of us are engaged in survival sex work or in situations where we've learned to be so independent that we've created the environment that is not conducive for a man to be there full time, at least. So my point is, is what do we then, how do we then address that? And that's my question to you, Brianna. I don't know how to reconcile that, but I feel like it needs to be added because there are good men looking too. And they are feeling like I've decided it's the default and I am being left hanging. Okay, so I, that kind of ties into my point I wanted to make. Good. While, while that may be true, I think we have to be careful of telling ourselves the narratives that are not necessarily just like me as a turn because for so long it's this tension of i want to partner with the black man but they're just not interested in us so i might as well date white men or is a lot of girls oh, no no that, yeah i get what you're a, saying it's a lot Doing of girls and, or. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of and it's and it's a lot of black girls and community that promote this oh, black men are dangerous and they not really here for us and go get a white man. And I wasn't necessarily that extreme, but part of my evolution is unlearning that narrative and saying, you know, I want to part... I'm sorry. That that black that that there's that there's no way that a black man would ever want to date with me. Oh no 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 no. Yeah and, yeah yeah. Uh, all, and what I'm saying is to relate it to the trans attract to trans amorous or trans attracted men. Even uh, even though that was a lot of our realities, sex work and and you know just that 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 life that. A lot of times, a, a lot of them are not conditioned to look for trans women if it doesn't revolve around the sex, like the sex trade or the sex industry. Just like I have to unlearn th- that narrative and stop telling myself that lie. There are so many trans women, and and it will be even more true as we move forward in society if we're able to come coronavirus. But it'll still. <laughs> There's there are so many trans women, black trans women that are educated, that work every day, that are not out here doing sex work, that are out here living in their truth, and who are single and not, you know, are and can't find it. So I'm I'm just not going to accept that we all do sex work. Now I know that they say no, that. no. I didn't say no, 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 no. And and so then I never. I'm, I'm not saying we all. I'm saying and it, and this is. So then you do realize that there are a lot of us, but we don't all live in the same city, right? Right. So, and we're a minority within a minority within a minority. So when it's not like men have um, oodles and oodles of oodles of places that they can access us. There is not like a trans, you know, professional Rolodex that they can log into to find places. True. So, they're, so we are still engaging on the same platforms as sex workers. Right. That, this is true. 
Okay, so let's okay. just be keeping a book. Let's keep it a bean. It's not no, like look. you on face front. These men can see who is who. So what I'm saying is, if you're just looking, for example, if I was just looking for trans women on the internet and I was getting to know the trans women on the internet, what they're first going to see, of course, is the sex workers because they're actually marketing and paying for marketing to market their business. That's no judgment there. I completely get it. Get the money, bitch. I'm talking about when we're, not, when we're talking about the women that aren't doing it. We're all on the same platforms, and you might be you. So then these men are getting to know us as they appear us, as they see us. So then even if they, let's say they get past that, that they're trying to do this for money and they want to get to know a girl. And let's say they are running across. That's what I'm trying to say. Like in this event where they are running across, because I will say Atlanta has a lot of trans women, but I will say a large population of us do sex work here. Now that's mm -hmm. a reality. That is a real, real reality. Now, whether it is permanent sex work, situational sex work, because this is still the South, a lot of us are under and unemployed. So let's not, let's keep it a buck and keep it being, and keep it real and say, okay, a lot of the girls are still engaging, right? In that behavior or in that practice and in that strategy of survival and they're getting money. And I don't think that that's an issue. But if a guy is dating, a, is interested in a relationship, and you want, because a lot of what we talk about when we're talking about these men is the expectation that they support us, the expectation that they are willing to go and do things with us, right? Mm -hmm. So then what, how do we address the opposition, the men that would say, I have accepted that I am trans attracted by default. And I don't, I would like to know how I can access these, these women out here, because it's easier to access the people that are not the girls that are the type of women we are. We purposely kind of lay low. So how would a one man find us? That's what I want. That's what I was really saying. And maybe I didn't articulate it earlier. How can mm -hmm. these guys actually find those of us that aren't marketing ourselves for business purposes when they're just Googling or they're looking for, because they're looking for trans women. And a lot of us are both. We do both. And that's not a problem. But what I'm trying to say is, is how do men, how are men to, supposed to connect with us? Because if we're on Grinder and the sex workers are on Grinder, then how, then then it kind of could get confusing. That's 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 a true question, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest as fuck with you. I don't have the the answer to that question. Just like I don't have the answer to the question of how am I going to meet a quality man who is who wants to to partner that who who one wants to be in a relationship with a trans woman and two who wants to partner with a trans woman because just like just like they're on those same platforms i'm on the same platforms trying to decipher who, the true intentions of these men most of them mm -hmm. don't have a profile picture or don't have anything so so it's not it's not a when it's not a of where is the pool at or when can I get it or when can we get it? It's really it's a trial by error. It's not it's it's no pools out here for either of us. It's just taking your time, getting to know people, under this understanding the reality of the situation of what we're in. I love your answer here. Yes, I love so your understanding I love, I love the rea reality of the situation and for the men, yeah. Because because of the way society is set up, it doesn't it mean it, it means that a lot of trans women, black trans women in the South, 
particularly and even here in Chicago, we're more susceptible to be at the bottom rungs of society. But you still you still have to do your work and you have to be patient. That that's part that's part of my process is being patient. And it's not going my my process of finding the person who I'm meant to be with is not going to look like the cis het woman that has the world open to her. And part of part of my evolution is learning to be okay with that. And because mm-hmm. of that and other things that I I am going through, a bitch is gonna have to wait. Is it fair? No. Do I wish it would do I wish it was an app for me, a black trans professional woman, to connect with a black trans professional man and ride out to the sunset? Do I wish it was a bar for me to go and socialize in a regular public setting and not have it be sexual? Do I wish it was like that? Yes. But the reality is that structurally the reality of that happening is slight. And if I want it to happen, more than likely, I'm going to have to do it. Or just like with this show, if we want to have these particular conversations, we have to build it. Is it fair? No, but that's what we have to do as people that live in multiple uh, marginalized identities. What I'm saying is you have to be patient and you have to accept folks where they are and really understand where folks are at and make the choice to work with to work with them and it's not it's not going to be instant just because you want to be partner you find no you have to meet people and interact with people and the same goes with trans attracted men you know you know you like trans women but you you also and that's part of the thing that's goes back to my conversation saying well i'm gonna just treat you like every woman you can't treat this one like every other woman because life is going to hit this woman different how it would hit every other woman. And what are you going to do to be the support, the extra support that she needs and be well aware of what's going on in the world? So like I said, I don't have an answer to that question because if I did, I would have it, I would have an answer for myself, but I don't. But I am, I'm still committed. I'm still open to meeting people and having mm-hmm. conversations and just going from there because nothing is guaranteed. Word. I think that's. A, I think that was beautiful. Actually, you answered it because t- if you were to actually try to give like, and this is how you do it, you would be solving the the, the equation. You would be really. You would. You would. If, and if that's the case, then the next question would be, a bitch, why haven't you applied it?" So yes, the equation for all of us, and and this is reality. Like, I, so then let me just. I'm not without getting too specific, but like, in the reality of life, for those of us that are in long term relationships. We know it was nothing other than one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, your shit and my shit, we both got shit and our shit is just happened to be where we can kind of mesh together. Nobody is perfect. I'm not expecting people to go out here and literally, but you should do at least the work to not be damaging to the people you say you love. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're trying to advocate for. You should at least do the work of not trying to be damaging. But as far as like love and relationships, I don't want it to even be like it's got to be some complex equation because there are people that will hear this and say, holy shit, sounds like a lot. I like them, but I don't necessarily want my life to be hell. And I want to say that our life is not hell. It's not. We have a lot of joy. We have a lot of beauty. We have a lot of, we are fabulous, fabulous, fabulous people. And if you really, really want to get to know us, it is worth it. 
it is worth it. So I don't want to give you the, you gotta, and you gotta be willing to fight. And you better <laughs> battle, bitch. And you better beat your breasts. And you better say, fuck your mama. No, I'm not saying all that. What I am saying is, one day at a time, and be as honest and as open with how you feel as possible. One day at a time, be open and honest. Because at the end of the day, we all are just living this life. I don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold either. I don't know what the fuck could happen. But what I want is that to know that if something should happen, you're not gonna tuck tail and run. Right. That's what I wanna know. It ain't gotta be no more deeper than that. Baby, I got you and I'm not going nowhere. And fuck anybody that's got a problem with you because I see you as the queen you are. If you could just adhere to that, you ain't got to do all that extra deep research. Love your queen as you say you, as she, as the queen you say she is. If she's your queen, you love her as such and she should feel that way. If that is what, Google that term if you want. If that makes it easier. But either way, like most women, like any woman, we are just asking that you present yourselves the most honest, present self as possible. With the, with, and, and, and being honest means about the things that you think I may not want to hear, I really want to hear those things. Like the things that you really don't want, like, oh, she may not want to hear that I'm married, I might want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> might, bitch. Um, I yeah, kind of need to hear that. <laughs> Because, 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 while that ain't my decision, y'all grown. But don't deny her that choice by you not saying nothing. I'm saying that's how people in this world are ending up with broken hearts and broken feelings and both. And these men are playing both getting sides outed on social, me- getting outed on social media for playing on these girls' time. Listen, which, it happened. Which I don't it condone. Happened. I would never do that. But I can see how that can happen when you playing with a come on. Or or and or on the flip side, women getting killed trying to out men. Mm. Like you better remember, at the end of the day, this is a it's a dangerous game playing with people's feelings of all right. kinds in all ways. Don't play with people's feelings. This is a this is a really serious issue, and that's the reason why because we've gone through all of that shit. Because we know how serious it is. It was serious when the moment we began to live our truth and the world said, what the fuck? Bitch, it was serious at the door. So and now, we've lived with that seriousness, but I want y'all to remember, too, that there's a lot of love in us. There's a lot of goodness. And these men need to come into these relationships being aware that you ain't got to act like, oh, I can't date a girl because I don't, I don't want to deal with all that. All of us don't have all that to deal with. Some of us are actually sweet people that don't have issues, that actually are really, can make really good wives. I have some beautiful, lovely sisters, and I can list their names, but they will be heated with me. But, but y'all need to really accept that there's a lot of beautiful women out there that just want men to give them a chance to be a part of their fullness in their life, the fullness of their life. We want to be a part of all of it. And no shade, if I meet, it's, it's so many men that if they just would have kept it real and said they looking to key, we could have key and I could have kept them moving. When the key isn't the key always sweeter when y'all are right, know what it is. right? Like, why does it have to be a game? Just tell me, look, Shada, this is what it is. That's fine, right? As long as you're not playing with me, listen, as long as I feel like all of my in kind donations add up, I don't give a damn. You can, you know what I'm saying? But keep it a hundred up front and let me know 
that you don't see me as something that you want to be in a relationship with, but you feel my vibe, I feel your vibe, because nine times out of 10, we feel the same way. It ain't that we trying to date. That's another thing a lot of men have twisted. We don't want all of you. We don't want no. half of you. No. We don't want 98% of you. Again, well. no pot to piss in, no window to throw it out of. Listen, no, man. we don't want, because a lot of men out here think that we want something that 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 we need them to affirm my womanhood i don't what should we say i don't need a man but i would love one and i have one and black men are good all men are good and i want to say that it's okay for us to have a standard that only the best only the strongest survive doesn't mean we can't tend to the wounded and the weary but you just remember that they can't be with you in in the long term because they don't have the capacity yet 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 Let's also talk about the fact that there may be men that could come back after they've gone through an evolution process and really understand who they are. Most guys that are dating trans attracted men now and that are in long-term relationships had women that they dated previously that they did wrong. They have women that they did previously that they did run a game on. And there are women that they dated previously that loved them and it was a good relationship and nothing bad happened on either side. It just didn't work. But mm-hmm. either way, you have to accept the reality that just because a man wasn't what he was supposed to be to you don't mean he won't be for the next man. And stop hating for on the next the- man. I mean, for the next woman. Sorry. <laughs> that girl, because I, I was talking about the man girl. I really didn't mean that. Yeah. I said, Sister she doesn't see it for y'all. I'm just like, I'm like, no, 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 no. But I no, said, I'm in that category too. And I'm like, yeah, right. So, yeah, only a hit dog hollers. Oh, girl. So, you So stupid. So, I was saying, if you are in a situation where you honestly, 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 I forgot what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, 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 let's let's just let's um end it here because I'm pretty sure this conversation was lengthy. Um, yes, I'm, don't forget. Go ahead. Um, oh, well, I was gonna say, don't forget everyone to like, follow, and subscribe us on all of our social media platforms. And even even before that, Black trans woman at any age, you are you are beautiful, you are strong, you are resilient, and oh. you are worth uh, honesty and conversation and communication. So we just, for me, I just wanted to to leave with that. You're you're worth having um, this conversation. That so might have been where my lander was going. That right. was where my lander was going. Right. Yeah. Thank you for helping me land that ship, girl. She was out right. there. So I, I I hope I hope. I hope you, I hope you ladies were empowered. I hope you fellas, because I'm pretty sure we'll eventually get the fellas listening to our show. I hope you were empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, thank listen. You. Any place that the lioness is, you know, the, you know, the men folk come gig gab around. Yes. <laughs> so I think we, I think we're going to end episode number two. Like uh, the lioness said, do not forget to subscribe. Go visit us on our social media pages. Also, we have uh, uh, our email address, boxno512podcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us letters. 
comments, any advice, uh, bookings, appointments, right? Business. The yeah. the world has to get open again, honey, for us to uh, <laughs> for us to get there. But hopefully, mm-hmm. we do cyber more- bookings if we want to guest star on other people's podcasts. We could do that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, and also, as we as we go as we make more episodes, I'm pretty sure we'll get to a point where we'll have a letter segment. Which will be pre- which will be pretty fun and interesting, and also like the lioness said, we are not experts. We are just here giving our opinions, talking from life experiences, and I hope I really hope you all enjoyed the show. And until next time, um, stay empowered and continue yeah. to shop for excellence. I love everybody. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you for, for listening, listening to Box Number Five Twelve, and, and don't forget to subscribe. subscribe. And like all of our pages on social media so you can see what we'll stop on the shelf next week. Bye.